Will Trump be removed from office? We're talking about that and a lot more on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. I'm your host, Daryl Christen, the last show of the year. All right. 2019. Of the decade. Of the decade. Isn't yeah, that crazy? Wow. 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 Well, joining me is a full panel today because we're going out with a bang. Bang, bang. Courtney Stewart. What's up, y'all? Alex Castillo. Hey, everyone. And Dana Vons. What's poppin'? So we got like an exciting show today. We're going to talk about your new projects, your music, your film, and uh, some interesting topics because we're starting off with a little bit of Trump Nation well, right now. Well, you know, we got to give a Trump date because we had some major occurrences this week. For those of you that were not up under a rock, you could not have not seen what went down <laughs> yesterday because we finally got the impeachment hearing and votes that we were waiting for. And apparently the House has decided that. Trump deserves to be impeached for his destructive behavior. He was impeached on uh, two counts. Uh, One was obstruction of Congress and the other was uh, abuse of power. And um, uh, it was completely partisan. There was really no surprise there. Uh, You know, Democrats were like, get him out. And the Republicans was like, he didn't do nothing wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Some highlights of the whole episode, because literally this is a reality show at this point. Um, we, we had a representative from Georgia, I'm slightly embarrassed, my home state, that literally compared Trump to Jesus. Oh, he said that the Democrats deep. were Pontius Pilate, and Pontius Pilate gave Jesus more, you know, leeway than, you know, the Democrats were trying to give Trump. And we didn't give him no kind of fair run of it. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who is actually running for the Democratic nomination, decided she didn't want to vote either way. She just couldn't make a decision, so she just voted present that she was there and she wasn't <laughs> going to vote yay or nay. Uh, but, you know, then Brother Trump decided to go on his I don't know what you call it, just like a pump me up tour maybe, and he proceeded after being impeached to uh, say unkind things about dead people that had served the country Mm -hmm. in the past and just going off and, you know, there's lots of insiders saying that he's very upset and his feelings are hurt, he can't believe this happened and he's so ready for the Senate trial so that he can defend himself. Were you guys surprised? Are you happy? Do you feel like we're headed in the right direction? What were your thoughts after? I think I think it's the right direction. Um, at the end of the day, what's going to happen in the hearing and all that is going to happen. Um, really, don't know. Now it's really now it's really up in the air. But I think um, at least beyond anything, people are just having a, a good open conversation, even for kids and people at their homes and parents and things like that. Like this really is a time in our in our history. So beyond anything, just people to learn to understand, you know, when you do wrong, you might get wrong when you do right and all that. So, you know, I, I try not to right. he, he don't affect my everyday life. So. And I think you're absolutely right. I think if there's something to be learned here is that this could be a really great civics lesson. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Civic engagement is important. Every election counts from the presidential election all the way down all to way like down. city council mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. so I, I i take that very seriously yeah um and i, I think it's i think it's important to, to recognize two things i think the first one is um congress is doing their their duty right mm-hmm. and i certainly hope that as we go to the next phase of this they will continue to do their duty and only time will tell what will happen, obviously. But uh, it's yeah. also but, true, <laughs> right? Um, and then the, I would say that the the second thing is uh, is probably just as important. I, I I do hope that everyone in the Senate votes with their conscience, not not with partisan so. lines mm-hmm. and not. That, but I really hope that there is some 
uh, shred of decency yeah, about yeah. voting, you know, because I, honestly, I, I forgot which politician mentioned this over the uh, the last couple of days, but it was mm-hmm. about what would you, what example do you want to leave for your kids, yeah. right, yeah. or any kids, period, for that matter. So I think that's I think that's right yeah. on the civics lesson, and yeah. let's all learn more about our government. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Go ahead. I, I, I'm gonna be honest, Alex. I did not think this was really gonna happen, or or, or even get to this point. Uh, as we enter a new decade, it does make me a little bit optimistic about the new decade because if they because this all takes place in the decision is really gonna be made in January, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So once we, you know, I feel like that's. You know, a nice way to enter in 2020 into you know the the new show. People are thinking different. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope I hope that's the case, but I don't know if that's really the case. To be yeah. honest with you, yeah. I mean, yeah. um, it's still up in the air, and there's nothing's final yet. So I'm happy that it got this far, but I still am a little bit uh, weary and not as optimistic as everyone else is about this decision. You're yeah. not as optimistic as everyone No, because I think that people are like, oh, it's going to happen. It's gonna, he's going to get yeah, impeached. I'm, in, I'm in the same place. I don't really, yeah. I don't know yet. Well, just so we understand, he yeah. has been impeached. Well, he has There's been impeached, but, no, but just but moving forward, charged, forward in terms in charge, of being right. removed from office, removed from office right. that would require conviction in the Senate, just so happen. everybody doesn't right. know. Mm-hmm. And that'll be set up, and they're trying to figure that out now, which McConnell's doing a great job. But I'm not even going to comment on that. I think that this has been an interesting thing that has happened to us. It's been a soap opera. And I think it, of course, we won't know what will happen until 2020. I am not very optimistic. I think it's kind of going to be what we expect from the Senate in Mm -hmm. terms of party lines, which is unfortunate Mm -hmm. because I do wish as well people would, you know, look at their conscience a little bit more than what we got going on. But it is what it is. And if nothing else, people are now learning what impeachment actually is and what the process actually is and that there are different levels to this. And a lot of people really didn't have a clue what was happening or what was going on or what it even meant because a lot of people thought if he was impeached in the House then he was out and that's not the case. A lot of people also thought if he was impeached then he couldn't be running for president again. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. So I think it's Mm -hmm. in that regard about the lesson in education. I think that's fantastic and hopefully, you know. But do you think, okay, I would like everyone to answer this. Do you think that what is going on right now will change the way people think about voting moving forward and and who they vote for moving forward because there still is even if he wasn't going to be impeached there still was that question was uh, how many followers he has that wanted him back in the office after all the things that we know about him everything that he's done and and made this country in a lot of ways i uh, racially worse you know right. so what do you what do you guys think about that i mean i think um I think everything that's been going on for the last three years has highlighted the importance, again, of, of being civically engaged, but also exercising your right to vote, right? So if you look at the trends, what happened from 2016 to 2018, the midterm election, and what I expect to happen in, in 2020, is that there's a significant higher number of people that are voting. Right. So that's a good thing, yeah. right? So the, the turnout for the 2018 midterm election was significantly higher yeah. than it was the previous one in 2014. Sure. So, so I think that's a good thing. That's a good sign. Now, because of the electoral college system, this election really does get gets decided in a handful of states. Yes, true. It does. And yeah. and that's because I think I think the solid red and the solid blue states are always going to be that mm, way, at least for between now and, and the next election. But where it truly matters, you know, those five to seven states. That's where I think 
I think that's where people are getting a lot more energized right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only the people running for office, but also the, the machine that's supporting them for office, but also the voters themselves. So I'm, I sincerely hope that that'll continue to be the case because that's that's how our system works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think minorities are just learning that they have to vote more, and right. we understand, you know, on on all people of color, you know that. If you're not speaking for yourself, how are you gonna get somebody in the building to speak for you? So that's true. At the end of the day, seeing right. you know seeing those numbers, I think it'll continue. Um, and I don't I don't think it needs to be like we need to come out to beat the other side. But at the end of the day, you can't talk about it if you don't want to fix it. Period. So if you're not coming with a solution, you got to stop talking about it. That's true. So mm-hmm. register, take that hour, even if the line's long, and do it. Yes. Like you know, like yes. And a lot of places you can vote early. You can you vote, can vote early. Just yeah. do it. it it's right. totally worth it. So yeah. hopefully moving forward, 2020, we'll have some real interesting politics going on. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little less obnoxious than the last few months. Yeah, because if you guys actually were wa- watching some of the hearings and yeah. stuff, it was like a bunch of angry yeah, men yelling was, the whole it time. It was just yeah. like, come on, guys. Can we just have a conversation? But anyway, moving on, speaking of new things happening in 2020 and what we should be looking forward to or not looking forward to, in fashion. So, uh, designer Virgil Abloh, who is uh, known for his uh, line Off-White and as well as the, he's the helm of Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton uh, yeah. menswear lines. And uh, he got an interview and they were kind of asking him, like, what, what going forward, it's about to be a new decade. Like, what should we expect? What should we think? What should we be wearing? What do you think about what's going to happen with streetwear in this country? Because streetwear has been such a huge part of our cultural hip-hop. fashion I mean, for, you know, probably, right. I mean, I would say like the last 20 years, at Absolutely. least, like streetwear has been like major. So he surprised some people by what he said. And he said, quote, wow, I would say it's gonna die, you know? He said that he thinks that, you know, we can't, how many more t-shirts and hoodies and sneakers can we own? He thinks that people that are going to start to archive some of those items and we're going to move towards uh, more sort of special, valuable pieces, and we'll be sticking to those, and we'll revert to our archives, but the fast and the street wearness is kind of going to disappear, and we're not going to be rocking these hoodies and sweatpants and heels and things like that as much as we are right now. What y'all want to wear in 2020 for the next decade? <laughs> I kind of agree with him um, to a degree, because even though street wear is, is very acceptable now, like people are making sure their street wear is still high class right, or, right, right, or it's right, gotta true. be vintage you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like you don't see people wearing just many too too many t-shirts you know yeah. what I'm saying like but they are like even, this is my friends like this is a vintage order you know what I'm saying like it's streetwear it's comfortable but best believe I didn't wear just one that I go to sleep and I wasn't sleeping this you know what yeah. I'm saying so to a degree I feel them um it would be nice, you know, maybe, you know, people would just start feeling better about themselves because when you dress good, you feel good. So right. maybe that's a good thing. You know, and um, I respectfully disagree with th- with that, uh, with his opinion, um, because one of the wonderful things about our country as being such a trendsetter on fashion and mm-hmm. a number of other industries is that this, uh, you know, what was in fashion here, uh, at least in, from an urban perspective, it, it just literally starts making its way th- into the rural areas mm-hmm. in middle America yeah. and then internationally in a lot of places that are you know outside of the urban areas. So I I see a much bigger market for all of this yeah, yeah. you sure. know into into the future, right? And in the resurgence of a really like old school rap and everything like Absolutely. that that's coming yeah. back. So I, yeah. I so I don't think I, I think I agree with you yeah, that there like, is this yeah. the, the whole class C yeah. upscale kind of stuff and you want to own the special yeah, features. Pe- right? Sorry to cut you no, off, yeah, but yeah, people are definitely aren't going to want to go to like dress pants and even jeans to an extent. No, like, but I, I 
Yeah, we, we're meeting in the middle on that where, yeah, it's going to be still somewhat of like, all right, but people are not going to lose that comfort. I'm not losing the comfort. Right. No, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, you know I, mean? I, I consider myself fashion forward. You know, I know the styles and trends that go yeah, on. Right. And I have a little bit in my closet that's streetwear, and I got a little bit in my closet that's suits and, and, right. and dress up in suspenders. But I think that hip hop has affected our culture so much that I just don't see that streetwear will totally leave. Right. I mean, yeah. we have seen like the Sean Johns and, the, and Jay-Z's that now don't just wear T-shirts. I mean, Jay-Z, they do when they're on tour, but like they are wearing suits and, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. really nice button ups and, and things like that. And that has affected the culture in a lot of ways. But I still don't see streetwear being completely absent from right. from what, what the existence mm-hmm. is. Yeah, because of the masses, it's just not getting out there to be cool in it to an extent. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, so those communities that just got, you know, all this the last five years, honestly, since social media got there, that they were, this how people wear it? Oh, I can order this online? That that just started, you know yeah, what I'm right. saying? So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. And but, I like to wear a t-shirt. Virgil, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they should, they should <laughs> get a t-shirt. I like to wear a little t-shirt and jeans and a little cap yeah. sometimes. You know? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Well, I do think there's also a wave of consciousness of fashion and the industry and how it operates that's maybe that's starting to expand and the idea of fast fashion is slowly dying like right. the cuz it's not the most sustainable existence as far as an industry and it's actually exploiting quite a few yeah. workers overseas and things like that so i do think that uh, a lot of people are as they are learning more about that they are moving towards more quote-unquote luxury pieces that sure. will become staples and main to stay in their wardrobe in a way. And for me, I would love to see more quality, affordable pieces become a thing that, because I mean, there was a time That's where That's why the Kardashians American, have their line, Courtney. Uh, That's why the Kardashians got it, right? You know, like that? I mean, <laughs> I don't even really Kanye know how to respond to that. Like, I don't even really know how to respond to that. <laughs> What I will say is that there is, I think there is a movement that's slowly building where this idea where we used to be a a country of people that, you know, you maybe had like four or five dresses, two Mm. pair of pants and, you know, a church shoe and this and that. Like, I do think there is a slow building movement because we are still major consumerists, but uh, a movement towards doing it a little bit more that way. Yeah. I don't know, in terms of straight fashion, I don't think we'll ever lose that, because I think we're a very casual culture yeah, to agree. begin with. Especially now. We, yeah, especially now, and we've sort of sat into that really well, and I'm not giving up my jeans ever, but mm-hmm. I do think maybe we will start to purchase a little bit less, or at least be more conscious about what we're purchasing. Yeah, and I mean, everything comes in waves. I mean, we, we've seen skinny jeans but skinny jeans were a thing in a different form right. back you know back in the day same with bigger baggy sweatshirts mm-hmm. now yeah. you know what I mean and t-shirts and, and all kind of things and next if the, I don't want to bring back parachute pants but you know it's just, like kind of have I was going to say yeah. 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 yeah they kind of did at least for girls yeah. like yeah, for sure did. Yeah. And then it, but he didn't really say specifically what that new fashion was so that's why I mean he gave kind of like yeah you're going to have more high end pieces the door open for himself I was just yeah. going to yeah. say he's at the he's a designer he's trying to set himself up like you guys don't know what's coming next and then the first thing he drops is like this is the new thing yeah. like, right. I, I, would, I would probably say it too yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. exactly. well, we'll see. he's like you don't need them t-shirts right. come over here exactly like, right. sell those on eBay <laughs> get a little hundred dollars for that uh, exactly. old Kanye West t-shirt oh. <laughs> I knew you were going to be silent on that <laughs> alright on that note we'll move on to, move on to our ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week
Slide of the Week. All right, so uh, I thought we weren't going to be talking about this, but I guess we are again. Jussie Smollett, he, uh, he may be back what? on Empire. So there is rumors going out right now that he, he may return to Empire for the sixth and final season uh, as it comes to an end. The showrunner, Brett Mahoney, said this about Jussie. He said, it would be uh, weird in my mind to end this family show and drama of which he was such a significant part without seeing him. It's it's being uh, it would be disturbing to not bring him back, but there's been no decision made, um, and they're still kind of in the works of talking about if he's really going to appear. Do you think that this is a good or bad idea for the show? Will you think people will watch? Because I'm actually like the ratings might go up. People if, will watch. Yeah, yeah, they're going to watch. It. Yeah, you think it's a bad decision though, or no? I think it's kind of like when you you know. That family across the street that's crazy that you just know they got a lot of stuff going <laughs> right, on. Right, right, right. It's just not your family's business. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> At the end of the day, however them producers feel and the creators and the writers and all that, that's that's their family. If you know they want to eat Thanksgiving dinner after all that <laughs> shit, like my bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, cool, let's do it. It'll be great for their ratings. Um, right. That's what I think about it. And, and I think of television primarily in the, in the U.S., but around the world because this is such a popular show outside yeah. of the U.S. too. Is is everybody likes a comeback story, right? Everybody wants, regardless, everybody likes a comeback, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, while I agree that there is uh, this organic way of bringing him back into the storylines, which I think is important, and this, this probably a, it'd be kind of odd if he wasn't part of the show and, and as they're wrapping up the show and, and, and wrapping up all the storylines. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do, I do think, and I'm the eternal optimist, so you can hear me. <laughs> no, it's all good. You can refer to my answer about Trump, right? Uh, the, uh, no, it's, 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 really more, it's really more about, like, hey, let's, uh, let's get beyond all that. That we went through, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, for the entirety last year. of the show, you know, right. what I'm saying? So just to make right. that come out good, like whatever's going behind the scenes, it's it's done, yeah. it's, it's yeah. bad, right? So no, I I hope he I hope he comes back on the show, and and I think people will watch. Courtney, I mean, I think it'll it'll be interesting, and it, it makes perfect sense <laughs> creatively. Like yeah, right. obviously, he didn't die like right. on the show, so it right. <clears throat> makes sense that the character comes back and does his thing. Whether or not this is, I mean, because I left Empire alone like three years ago. I cannot move. These earrings are terrible. I'm sorry, guys. They are shaking like crazy. Um, so, nonetheless, I wonder what this would mean for his full career. Right. Like, that's right. If it will open question. the doors back up, or will people kind of just be like, well, we just needed you for this, bro. You out. Like, I, I'm, I, so I, I don't really know how people in general will respond and the industry will respond, but. Good for him. He needs a check, I'm sure. Hey, I'm yeah. sure he needs that I check. I think he's yeah, still trying saying. to sue Chicago, and I think Chicago's still, still trying to sue him. Chicago got a lot more money. Chicago's got a lot more money. Yeah, I mean, listen, strategically, is smart for the show, and... As we know, people of color, especially black people, are very forgiving to our to our talent. And I think that if he came back to the show, or if he comes back to the show, that we will watch it and support it and wish for him to still, even though we're mad at him, we would still wish for him to be able to further his career after that. I don't know if the world is ready to accept that quite yet. I I still have my own feelings about maybe he should, if he dropped this lawsuit and stopped talking mm-hmm, about mm-hmm, certain mm-hmm, things mm-hmm, in media, mm-hmm. that like maybe I would up. be more forgiving to him with yeah. what happened, what he did, or what he says he didn't do, which we know you did it, Jesse, but allegedly you did it. But, you know, listen, I don't want him to not be able to eat, you know what I mean? So it's, it's. but he also, if you know, for what he did, he needs to be more, you know, 
remorseful, remorseful yeah. about it. So yeah. I don't, you know, but what but if I, he's remorseful, then he's admitting guilt. So he can't do that. Exactly. He he's just stuck in the middle. Yeah. He's he's stuck. Stuck. yeah he, he need to go back. If they ask him back, do the best job he's ever, ever. done as an right. actor ever in life. Kill it. And then he needs yeah. to go to like Canada and Africa and just sing somewhere that Start we don't right. know anything about. And then come Canada back in like three years. <laughs> just and, reboot it. And just come back in like three years and we'll be like, oh, hey, Jesse, we forgot. And it'll be fine. Yeah. I do. I do agree with what you said about it's about the work. Yeah. Right? Do the yeah. best possible job mm-hmm. you can in that last season. Go away for a while and yeah. then come back in one of these brilliant independent films <laughs> exactly. and, and just be unrecognizable and do this. Yeah. Oh, wow. Exactly. Do something different like, in, in a different before. light than yeah. you've seen yes. before and then you yeah. sort of transform yourself. In, in exactly. Yeah. And but by yeah. then we would have another two or three years probably of Trump and we'd be done forgot what we did all together. <laughs> <laughs> like just, just brainwashed. We'll like, like, wait, what? What happened? Just the Oh, yeah. Just the Empire, right? Right. Like, yeah. right, like, right. What was in my? Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. Jesse runs for president. <laughs> yeah. Jesse runs for 2028. president. Twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight. All right. Right. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, speaking of things that have gone and come back, my show, The Game, Reboot. is rebooting. Like a lot of things. Yeah. Um, it's coming back. It, it started off on CW thirteen years ago. Wow. Thirteen years ago. Wow. It's crazy. So Mara Brockakil uh, was one of the creators of the show and Devin Gregory as well and so they're doing a reboot that's coming back to CW ironically and the show is going to take a little bit of a different transition it's, it was in San Diego based mm-hmm. uh, originally right. and then now they're going to have a more East Coast flavor to it uh, and, and they're not saying much yet about the show but they are saying that several of the original cast members will be coming back and as we know a lot of people became stars off of that Jay Ellis who's been on BHL many times uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson Colby Bell, Tia Mari Hardrick, uh, Brittany Daniels, and Pooch Hill. I mean, just some of the some of the cast members. Brandy Norwood was on the show as well. So I definitely am down for this show to come back. It was a great show. I don't. They said it's a, a hour long. They're gonna make a, an hour, hour drama. Long drama. So I'm wondering if they're just concluding some storylines. Like mm-hmm. you know, this is taking place like currently where they're at in their in their new life. But I'm like, just an hour with all those characters should be interesting as well. What do y'all think about it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen the show. Um, I wasn't like the biggest fan, but I definitely know I, I get the show. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I just feel like they really gotta kill the storyline if they're gonna keep it like a full hour, you know, and just really keep it, you know, not have too much going on, you know, just pick a couple really strong things to run with, you know, yeah. what I'm saying? especially with it changing. And a lot of people probably don't know the show, so especially when reboot, reboot you get a whole another demographic. So you right. don't want them to be too confused if they didn't see when it when first was on, just things like that. Um, but I, I mean, I love the cast. I think it'll be. It'll be a success. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're um, they're in good hands with their creators, but they're also, I think, in better hands with that network. I mean, now yeah. they've done, they have a really strong track record of of rebooting shows and find to your point, finding new audiences, right, yeah. to broaden the thing. <laughs> I'm not quite sure if the drama aspect could work. I mean, it could be interesting as a really point of differentiation, right, versus before bringing a broader audience. Mm-hmm. But what I what I like about the CW is that they've done a really great job of. Of, of capitalizing on a very specific audience mm-hmm. in, in a way that gives um, you know a, a, a lot of a, a lot of us an opportunity to be seen too. That's the that's other true. thing, right? Yes. I mean, that's um, which is wonderful. And then, have you noticed that 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 network has only really good looking people in it? Yes. Like every show, <laughs> super yeah. even the yeah. superheroes, yeah. Shows, yeah. like all yeah. of them. It's like everyone's incredibly good looking. So I expect that the games, yeah, uh, in a reboot is going to be. Bunch of really pretty super faces, yeah. and they all were a good-looking cast sexy. as it was. To, to so, yeah. right. so yeah. they didn't have far to like pull from. Right, 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 right. Yeah. 
But yeah. I, I'd be interested to see who they actually bring back. I, I'm really interested, especially because, uh, like, Hosea Chanchez, who played, uh, I forget what his character's name was on the show, but he was, like, the main quarterback in the beginning. He, like, tweeted about it, and I'm like, wait, are they going to bring him back? Like, what are they going to do? Because yeah. I clearly, I was a huge fan when they first did it on the CW for the first, I think they did four seasons or yeah. something on the CW, and then and it, it went to BET. I wasn't such a fan. And Mara left eventually from the, the BET yeah. version, so that kind of shifted how it was written. So I was super excited to see that Mara's back. I'm interested in why they made this choice. Like, it kind of surprised me that CW actually did this because it didn't quite... I mean, an hour drama from Mara, like, I don't know if it really aligns with what they've been doing on CW. Right. I mean, yeah. yes, it'll be hot and young people, but, like, they really did go for a while. Like, they were really sticking with the superheroes and the supernatural and kind of, right. like, mm-hmm. feeding to that audience. So when I heard that announced, I was kind of surprised, like... Where did that come from? What? I think, I think it does, actually, only I'll because be I think what worked for them really, really great was Jane the Virgin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Jane the Virgin did. worked for them really well. And also, um, um, you know, my crazy oh, ex-girlfriend, crazy, crazy ex-girlfriend yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that they, they, they found part of their audience is in that. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah. And I think having the game being rebooted in a you know in a one hour drama that can, can actually fall naturally into that as part of a that feel better because that audience isn't being fed for them right now not right now so, have, so I think yeah, it could really true. it could really work true. if it has a good companion piece yeah. right? a good yeah. companion show whatever yeah. that might be I just find it overall interesting how much reboots that we do from movies oh, yeah. to TV shows 90210 yeah, I mean we uh, do a lot did, did, did anybody like, watch the last night's uh, temporary reboot of Good Times <laughs> and All in the Family uh, I saw one you saw Good Times? Oh, the live time, studio yeah. audience. Yeah, the live yeah. studio right, 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 right. You, you, I, weren't, you weren't happy? I, I mean, I, I still like the original. Wait, which one did Well, obviously you like the original. Who doesn't like the original? That's why they brought it back. Well, what did you think For of it? For one night. I was actually surprised I wasn't mad, so that's always a good sign. <laughs> well, like, that's a good sign. When you watch yeah. it, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. you didn't, like, trash it. Right. Would I, would I have chosen some different people for some things? That's, Absolutely. That, I think that was more of my issue. But I didn't think it was that bad. And I, I actually thought the ori- when they did All in the Family and Jefferson's the first time, I thought that was really good. I enjoyed right. it. Yeah. This one, I didn't think it lived quite up to it, but it still was good. Yeah. I think they did a good job. Well, we'll see. We'll Daryl see. clearly did not. <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> well, okay. JJ wasn't there. I'm JJ sorry. was not there. He no. There. Uh, no. It's so, true. well, we'll see what happens with the game. I'll be watching it. Yeah, I'll definitely on, be so. checking it out. I'll, I'll watch everything Mara does. All right. Well, let's talk about current projects. I know. What and you both have a lot going of exciting on. things going on. We're going to start with Dana right now. Now, you, yeah. you're an actor as well, but we, you, yeah. you, you came here to talk about music today. Yes, sir. You know, you got a new album, Familiar Strangers, uh, latest single, Lovey Dovey, mm-hmm. and, and you just, you, you're killing it, man. Like, Thank you. You're doing big things. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I mean, being at the end of 2019 now, um, I'm blessed to have done all that I did this year in music and even dance and acting. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been my baby for the, kind of the whole year. I came out November 1st. Um, it's a little six song EP, all handwritten and produced by me. And uh, yeah, my fans have been taking it well. I've been getting to new audiences and all that type of stuff that we've been talking about. And uh, got to perform this summer, or not, not this summer, this fall actually, um, with Jordan Jones. He's another That's artist. Big. Yeah, yeah open right. for her. Yeah. Um, so it's great. Going into next year, I got some other things lined up as well. And uh, just just pushing, man. Just I'm. I'm young. I'm just ready, you know. So. Young you, and talented. <laughs> no, young, talented, and cute. So, Thank how you. do you? How would you describe what the the sound of the EP and what your vibe is? Um. So, with my like favorite artist being Jill Scott, and taking a lot of influence from uh, 
Usher and the way he delivers some of his some of his things and Jan- uh, Frank Ocean and then putting my own self into it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just that's what I listen to, you know, writing and just trying to learn. Um, it's just it it feels good. It feels genuine, you know what I'm saying? Like I write I write all my songs from a place of really myself. I don't write for a specific audience. I just feel like whatever I put out, that is my audience, right. so they're gonna come. Um, and but it's just real kind of first time experiences with a new lover or a new situation like that. Um, got a song called Sweet Tea, just real quick. Um, I never met the girl, but from base when I'm looking at her, you know, sweet tea ain't good for you. You got a bunch of sugar. It's probably gonna give you diabetes, <laughs> but you don't care. It's true. And it was kind of with her. I was true. like, she, I was like, she looked good. Probably not the best for me right now, but shit, I'm only in the south for a day. So let me, you know what I'm saying? Just certain things like that where it's, it's very real. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like a lot of metaphors. I, I really enjoy writing. Um, I'm not, uh, it's, it's gonna be hooky. You're gonna remember it, but I don't like to just shove that down people's throats. Um, so yeah, go check it out. It's on Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. Say it yeah. to Alexa, you know. <laughs> What's your favorite track? Mine, uh, it's probably a song called Nervous, and it was the last song that I threw uh, last minute. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was no plan. I made the track with my boy Max, and it just had the melody in my head kind of while I was doing it, and I was like, all right, what well, EP is supposed to come out in a week and a half, but I just I want, I want to put it on there. Um, and I think just that, because it, was, it wasn't planned. Yeah. And... Uh, we got. I got to use you know a lot of old uh, analog gear. We used uh, like an old Prophet to make it. NPC drums, you know, all things like that. So uh, it's got it's got a real timeless feel behind it too. And uh, you know, to give us a little like ten second little acapella version of, of the song, a little your favorite line on that little track. Uh, no pressure, man. <laughs> no, so no good. pressure because I got some bars, yo. I'm telling you. Or, or, like, or sing, us some, sing us something simple that you like. Just give a little taste to the audience, um, uh, the voice. What can I even sing? Uh, you can even do Jill Scott if you want. We, yeah. you know, whatever you want. Uh, what song? What song? Uh, you gonna make me say yeah? You uh, say just how I'm feeling. Mm. Something's about to go down, uh, but I'm brave enough to face it. Uh, and then it's called Rough Rider. See, I knew he was into it. Right. I saw the veins popping. <laughs> like, I'm I was like, man, I wish I could sing. I'm a shower <laughs> singer. It, 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 it's hard to think. Like, I yeah, am a singer. Like, like, but when somebody says that, I have ten songs in my head at one like, point. Oh, I'm no. like, which lyrics? And, exactly. But no, I listen to the whole project. I really try to take a lot of, you know, pride in my lyrics because right. you can say the same thing forty ways. Yeah. So yeah. pick up that album and watch that video. Yes. Alex. Yes. Yes. All right. So clemency. We are uh, approaching award Lord season, right. and it's all the buzz. It's all the buzz, and all you are in it. Buzz. And I know that you had a big transformation during the character that you did, Victor. So tell us about that. Okay. Um, all right. Well, Clemency is Shinoya Chuku's award-winning film. Uh, in, uh, she made history as the first African American woman to ever win the Grand Jury Prize at Sundance. Sundance yes. um, I will do anything that woman would ever ask me to do in the future <laughs> because she gave me one of the biggest gifts, which is to answer your question. Um, I play dads and cops normally. Yeah. Is the voice, you know, yeah. the deep voice, right? You got, uh, that, yeah. you got, you got that voice and the demeanor. Authority. Um, Authority. Or victims that are dads and cops, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been killed a bunch of times, oh. you know. <laughs> bunch of, but, but the reason I bring that up is because I never imagined in a million years that I would actually get to play a such a incredibly layered, complex character, which is Victor Jimenez, which is an inmate, a death row inmate facing mm-hmm. execution. And, um, you know, Shinoya, I don't know what you saw in me, and I'll forever be grateful. <laughs> um, but, but the bottom line is that it was um, the wonderful thing about this film is that it's a death row drama 
that doesn't uh, really give you any direction as to how you should feel about the death penalty or capital punishment. What it does is just brings up the subject. And what's really interesting and unique about this film is that it tells the film the story from the point of view of those who carry out the executions. So the unbelievable Alfre Woodard, mm-hmm. who is the lead of the film. Legendary. Legendary. Yes. Greatest living actor. One of the best, amazing, most generous human beings I've ever met. Uh, plays Bernadine Williams, who is the warden of this prison. That after seeing one too many executions, is now getting ready for the next one. And the toll that that takes on her and her team and the people. Not only, we often see a very uh, dramatized version of, of, of prison dramas, mm-hmm. right? Lots of big fights and lots of, you know, lots of dramatic sequences and scenes and all that kind of thing. This one is a very, very uh, nuanced character study of those who carry out the executions, those who are in the system, you know, um, my people, your people, let me yeah. tell you that, um, which we can talk about that in a second. Um, <laughs> but, um, but also, it really, it really gives you a very unfiltered look at what happens between prison walls. And Shinoya uh, did such an incredible job. She's the real deal. I mean, she literally spent a number of years researching the script, spending a lot of time volunteering on clemency cases, and overall um, gave me uh, the confidence to to be part of this film. And to answer your, the first part of your question, it um, she gave me a blueprint as to who Victor Jimenez was. And it was my responsibility to find the humanity in Victor. And that's something that I really learned from uh, a lot of Alfre's work in yeah. the past. She is one of these quintessential actors that just finds the humanity in whoever she's playing and builds the character from there. So she know I gave me a blueprint. I found the humanity in Victor. And, you know, oftentimes we think of people who are in prison, particularly those in, the de- in, in death row or in life in prison, as... Some, some that happens to them, it's over there, it's sure. not about me, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. But it, it, in the end, they're human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, the men and women who are, are in the system, have been in the system, or will eventually be in the system, or that. So that allowed me to just sort of find the human being mm-hmm. in, in Victor. And then from a physical perspective, um, you know, I, I lost 20 pounds. I wow. Head shaved. I'm all tatted up. Were you in a specific yeah, diet, or did, like, how did you even? You know what I what I normally do when I when I lose weight for a role, I I do I, I heavy up on protein and fat and mm-hmm. stop eating carbs. And I do like a keto diet. Correct? It's kind of a little bit of a keto yeah, diet, but okay. I also but I also um, I also do intermittent fasting. Ah, okay. So basically, I stop eating like at five o'clock, and I don't eat again until ten o'clock the next morning. But yeah. but, but it does work. You know, yeah, it does no, work. I'm sure. I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't have to worry about that like that because you're like you know you yeah. when you're eighteen you know twenty <laughs> years old. Right, right. <laughs> 20, trust 20, me. But it was a true transformation, and I will tell you that it is. Uh, I am so excited for the film to come out. It opens in theaters. January. Uh, it, it actually, in, 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 in L.A. and New York, uh, December 27th, yeah. and then it expands nationwide in January and internationally through the rest of 2020. Okay. So, uh, everyone go check it out. Yeah. Well, you've, you've been in this game for a little bit. You've done TV. You've done film. Right. As a Latino actor, are you seeing, because you mentioned how in this film you got a chance to do something different and a different character than what you normally have been cast for. Right. Are you finding it now in Hollywood that we see an overabundance more of streaming services that are offering right. roles to people of color? Are you seeing a lot more chances to do to get those diverse roles as a Latino actor? The short answer is yes, with a big caveat, which is 
um, there is a significant amount of demand out there for, you know, or increased demand for the, you know, for people like myself and other Latinos, you know, generally, or people of color generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a significant number of actors out there, very talented mm-hmm. actors. There's this little tiny funnel in between the demand and the supply <laughs> of, right. of the reps and the, and the networks and the studios and everybody like that that you have to go through. Yeah. Uh, so the answer is yes. The way to get there is still incredibly tough and incredibly mm-hmm. challenging. Mm-hmm. And, not, and not only for actors, I mean, for, for musicians, yeah. Musicians, yeah. for it's athletes, for, for, for everybody. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. who's in some sort of entertainment business. But uh, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I think, to your point about the, the number of streaming services, the number of networks, the number of projects. And uh, I, uh, I, do, I do think that there is a significant more uh, opportunities out there. Now it's, we just have to figure out a way to get there. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, so just to add on to that, I feel like it's good that yeah, those storylines and those characters are now being put out there, so it becomes once again more normal. But like we we're talking about with even Congress and all that, you know, what I'm saying we need to go out as vote. We as the entertainers need to keep pushing and doing that, right. so that we get those types of people in there. Absolutely. Sure. And you know, I'm gonna just do another plug. You know, what I'm saying, but I'm on, <laughs> this, I'm on this Netflix show that comes out next year. Um, it's Mindy Kaling's show, so she's doing yeah, it. I don't, sure. I don't know if they put out the title yet. I don't want to get fire before but you know a story it's a coming of age story of a you know a young Indian girl and even for me and I'm not Indian or anything like that but just to be on a show that is a is, you know is a big project and you know, they're really telling this story that I've actually never seen you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. even to the guy I've never seen a mainly Indian almost cast especially being young you know what I'm saying that right. isn't that isn't playing a doctor or something you know what I'm saying that, that right. truthfully is like that so mm-hmm. once again I think it is a step in the direction um, you know it comes out next year I'm in the hot pocket in the high school. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. If I can add just one more thing, I think um, I think where the biggest opportunity lies is for those behind the camera. Yeah. yeah. You know, in terms of Latinos, right? Uh, everybody from the executive level mm-hmm. to showrunners to, to writers, directors, producers, anybody. That's where the biggest opportunity lies. Because to your point, yeah. I think that it's really critically important. Our stories people of color generally are very universal stories. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. family stories. They're, they're, they truly are, right? And I think if you think if you think about those that have been successfully made mainstream, uh, you know, generally whether it's television or film, it's still a very universal story, whether it's about family, whether it's about careers, or whether it's about love, uh, that just happens to have Blacks in it, or Latinos, exactly. or Asians, exactly. that kind of thing. Yeah, so I think, and I think, you know, again, uh, more importantly, I think the bigger opportunity is really for those that are, you know, really um, behind the camera and running the business. So mm-hmm. we just have to get out there and get out there. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, we now, when we look at even things like uh, Queen of Slim, we were having this conversation right. where that, that film could have been written for, in the years before, it would have been written for someone white, I, th- yeah. I feel like. Right. And now they're more open for. Uh, people of color to take on these roles and be the lead characters in these different types of films that aren't your traditional, you know, same type of storyline each time. So that seems exciting and promising for what's coming in the future. And we are seeing a lot more of us and people of color behind the camera, writing the stories, you know, directing, producing, and all that. And that's what's going to open up the envelope. And you write yourself a new project. That's the point. That goes musically as well. That's why Queen and Slim happened. She literally said, I'm not taking any information 
from white people. I wrote this, what I wrote it, right. with black people, for black people to do it. And if white people want to join, have a great time. But otherwise, yeah. it's yeah. my thing. And right. I think yeah. it goes back to what you said. It's when you're behind the scenes and in the power position, you make those and decisions. People just have to appreciate a story, period. Like, right. Yeah. You can't, you, you can't want to hear the same story from a different person. It depends if you like it or not. You know what I'm right. saying? And yeah. I think... Um, I think it's just opening up a lot of things like that and even people on my, my close friends and even things like that like we're all just at a point where it's just like oh you've really been through some stuff and it's just like I've been telling you you know what I'm saying like but you gotta see it on TV and you gotta see it here you gotta you gotta be with me in the car when I ride past the cop you know what I'm saying yeah, to right. really like get it like why are you tripping because have you I checked with her? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you can't right. play with that so for sure yeah. and I think what you said earlier about your music and the you know the songs that are you know the most resonate with people are the ones that mean the genuine, most to you, exactly, yeah. right? Exactly. Because they, they come from a, a yeah. genuine place. Um, they're important they're, to they're you. They're listening genuinely, so you right, exactly, give them right. some back. Yeah. And then what's and you kind of mentioned your next project, but is that the newest thing that's that's come outside of the music? But you're yeah, working on the um, that is yeah that's coming out somewhere. I know probably within the first like quarter. You know they don't have an exact release. Um, I am. Oh, I don't want to say it. I got some shows coming up West Coast. I'm opening up for another artist on a tour um, that is even more exciting than I did this year. Um, so that's coming up. Um, more music, more music videos. I put a lot of time into them. And uh, yeah, just check on my stuff. I'm, I'm always creative and just trying to connect with my fans in new ways. And um, I have merch out as well um, that I actually am kind of proud about. You know, I try to make merch, you know on my own Virgil level that I want to wear it too yeah. you know is it streetwear um, uh, it, 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 is, it is streetwear but they're nice hoodies um, so your streetwear ain't dead yeah and uh, I'm really trying to get more uh, just more behind the scenes in the music as well I've um, been over I don't know if you guys know 1500 or nothing but a great production group um yeah. Boot up, Nipsey Hussle's last project, really, you know, everything. Um, but I was just in the studio with them for the last week and, uh, you know, just starting for the right for more, you know, A list artists and get get myself in on that side as well as I'm doing me on, on the front end for me as Dana Vaughn's, but also me getting my name on that paper behind the scenes as well for other people. So get that check. Yes, sir. And where can fans find you on social media? At Dana Vaughn's. My last name is spelled V A U G H N S. I'm not Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Alex, what exciting things you got coming up besides uh, award season and all you know, the, the buzz about your film? Hey, well, we're uh, we're excited for award season, um, and um, that that's upon us, and it'll be here for a couple more a couple months, months, which which yeah. is which is exciting. It's always fun to be part of that pompous circumstance. Um, I am going to be in two uh, in two other indie films. Uh, one is called um, Turn Left. Is uh, another female directed. Female produced, female yes. written show. Um, it's um, it, that's shooting this summer, which I'm excited about, and I get to play a uh, the managing partner of a law firm. So that's a completely different position. I'll, I'll transform mm -hmm. myself into that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm also shooting a, a, the the next project that I'm really excited about is uh, it's called In the Desert of uh, Dark and Light, and it's mm -hmm. an indie drama, three intersecting storylines. And I'm going to be playing a special forces uh, Guatemalan uh, commando. A okay. former that, so okay. I get to transform okay. myself into Ooh, that too. Cool. So right. I'm actually totally extremely different, Very different, different, extremely different yeah. things. Uh, but I, I'm really excited about that one. Uh, I like what you said earlier about hey, we got to we got to. Uh, I'm working with a filmmaker specifically to, to write this and, and and to make sure that we put myself in it, yeah. right? Kind yeah. of thing, right? So yeah. so it's been it's been great. So that's what's coming up. 
And where can fans find you on social media? Uh, Instagram, Castillo Alex 2000, and Twitter, Castillo Alex. Right. And when can they check out Clemency? Yeah, when they, yeah. <laughs> oh, again, it, it, Clemency opens uh, in theaters in La, New York and Los Angeles December 27th, and then it starts expanding nationwide the, the week after, right. into 2020. Check out the film. Courtney? I'm all over social media at Stuart Starlet and hopefully hiding in my house for the rest of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> with my dog? Yes, with your dog, with Dario. my dog. All right, you can find me at Inst- on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Dario Kristen, and also on CBS as we're wrapping up the season. This is LA, a lifestyle show that I'm a host on as well. And uh, you can catch old episodes on CBS.com and uh, YouTube. But uh, I'll be eating a lot probably in Ohio with <laughs> yeah. my family. And uh, hopefully getting some rest get and watching some, some movies. Everybody should right. get rest. Seriously. Checking out clemency. Yeah. Yep. All right, y'all. Well, happy end of the year. I know. Twenty twenty. Happy, happy decade. 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 Ooh, decade. Right. Yeah. Happy Good. Trump impeachment. No. <laughs> We're not allowed to say that. We're not allowed to say it. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not happy enough. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in 2020. All Peace. Right. See ya. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.